of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Donald Omar Taylor. Yo, it is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is September 14th. We're talking highs of 90, lows of 77. Yo, I, I think, I think, yo, if you got a 30% chance of it, I'm going to call it like a 50% chance of it. You know this is South Florida. You know how it goes. Yo, this is season six, episode 15, excerpt 208 of the My T Sports Podcast. Podcast, I see you over there, Joe Lou, doing some OT. I see you, Joe, over there sharing the podcast. Listen, we got a lot to go into today. I thank everybody that's already here listening. Listen, we got NFL Week 1 to pop up into. Yo, we got some new champions up in this B.I.H. We got the AFC lease that we gonna run through. I know I said I'm no longer a Jets fan, but I just can't ignore the whole entire AFC lease, can I? We got Game 7. Can you believe that? Listen, I don't even know... If I can say that right, like, 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 you don't, you don't have to believe it, but I'm gonna ask you. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Yeah, we got some game sevens coming up. Listen, and a whole lot more. But you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Man! Yo, 
can we just hop right into it? Cause we got an hour show today, and I feel like we got a, I got a whole lot. The phone lines are gonna be open immediately. So if you guys want to call up, yo, we got new champs. Hold on, let me say that again. First of all, first of all, yo, we got new champions. Yes, you know. And we got some new champs up in the house today. So we gonna start off. Listen, I, I know you probably ain't thinking where we going, so what's going on, team? But the tennis association in the US Open, we got a couple of new champs, folks. We 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 have we have Dominique Thien, who defeated Alexander Versev in five sets. After falling down his first two sets and, and looking like things was going to be over, he ended up coming to, um, to rally back. So, and this is his first time winning a Grand Slam in four, in four attempts at this major. But that isn't the big story. That isn't the really big story that came out of the, of the tennis organization or the tennis association. It was the actual big story was number four seed in the Women's Tennis Association, Naomi Osaka, coming down. After losing her first set 1-6, and I'm talking about look, not looking impressive at all, but she was able to go ahead and make some adjustments, and next thing you know, you see her picking off her next two sets, winning it 6-3, winning it 6-3, and now she is a two-time, two-time, two, I know that's three times, but she is a two-time U.S. Open champion. This is now officially her third Grand Slam, and unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see uh, Naomi Osaka face off against Serena Williams as it seems that listen that Serena Williams is end up getting knocked out in the previous round by somebody that was a former Grand Slam champion themselves so we were hoping to see um, Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams part two because that's how Osaka I believe got her first chip no, not her second who's the first or second one of the two but Naomi Osaka for even more than, than than getting her second US Open and her third Grand Slam. We have to say yo, big up to the big up to the gal. Big up, big up. Right? Give her an official one because th through this whole entire through this whole entire US Open, she has worn some kind of social justice message on her face mask during the US Open. A lot of times it end up being the names of the individuals by that were murdered by either crooked cops or just by insane individuals in this world, which listen crooked cops could be insane individuals as well. So she you you, you would catch Naomi Osaka throughout the US Open Wearing um, um Trayvon Martin, wearing Breonna Taylor, wearing um wearing 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 George Floyd, wearing all of their names across her mask and and different messages as well. She didn't only that that wasn't the only thing that she did. Like I said, she, not <laughs> not real soccer. Like like she's cute as shit. Not not just like physically, but like like spiritually. You could tell us because you can see with the interaction with her mom <laughs> and, and 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 how that went that day. And you could and, and that quickly tells the story of how of, of all of us of how we've interacted with our elders when it came to trying to either teach them or communicate with them over technology. So Naomi Osaka had a, had a had a bunch of little heartfelt moments, a lot of touching moments, a lot of cute moments, right during during the U.S. Open. One of them was also the fact learning that after every match she would wear Kobe's jersey. After her match, she said wearing and and and, and it's the Black Mama jersey number twenty four, and wearing that 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 jersey 
gave her strength. And and it's something that she helped fuel her. Fuel her to the point that she ended up winning another US championship. And she would follow in the footprints of all of a lot of tennis greats and after her US championship, she didn't go and lay on the court like 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 people do and they faint on it like they're exhausted and everything else. No. She was calm. She was collected. She was about her wits and everything. And she laid down there and she just took it in. Took in her victory and took in her moment. And with the Mamba mentality coursing through her veins, that was her way of saying, what can I say? Mamba out. But that wasn't the only new champion that we got this week, um, over the last time we spoke. Because the last time we spoke was Wednesday. And, and as you guys know, like, we were supposed to be bringing this every day, but I told you, last week was a crazy week. Last week was a crazy week. Now did I have to help my boy move. We had, we had Labor Day. We had September 11th. It was just a week to be off. But we're back here with you. Monday, primed and ready with a whole lot of to get into today. And as you know, as I like to... As I like to play around and call it, right? Because we have a new champion. And that other new champion just happens to be coming out of that one time at basketball camp. And during that one time at basketball camp, we will have a new champion as the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors, the former champions Toronto Raptors. They have joined the group of unfortunate individuals. Well, unfortunate players. To you have failed this city. Have failed their city. And So let's talk about the Toronto Raptors for just a second here, right? Because for everybody that was giving Toronto Raptors extra credit, for everybody that gave Toronto Rap gave their coach coach of the year, this is what the Toronto Raptors have been for five years. This is what they looked like before they got Kawhi Leonard. I don't understand how all of a sudden you get MVP or you get coach of the year for looking exactly how you looked before. Was Toronto Raptors getting coaches of the year before they got Kawhi Leonard? No, they weren't. What's going on, Nat? Welcome to the podcast. I see Nat Troy Lou up in the house. Up in the house. We in the house. Don't worry, you got a phone call coming. <laughs> so I don't I don't get how Toronto Raptors coach won one coach of the year where he did the same exact thing that Toronto Raptors did. I don't care. No matter if it's a different coach, they did the same exact thing that the Toronto Raptors did before they had Kawhi. He didn't do anything different. Like, everybody that was surprised that the Toronto Raptors were looking this good this year, everybody that was surprised that the Toronto Raptors won them, and oh my God, they're so impressive without Kawhi Leonard. Where have you been for the last half a decade? 
to actually watch what the Toronto Raptors have been for the last half a decade before Kawhi Leonard. Remember, there was a reason why they got Kawhi Leonard, because they were a top three team in the East consistently banging their head against the motherfucking wall. The wall that was named LeBron as they were trying to claim themselves the king of the North. They couldn't get over the, over, over the generous king's wall. This is why they got Kawhi. So this year, they actually looked the same exact way that they looked before they had Kawhi. Really good team. Played hard. Played for each other. You know, gonna finish top three in the East. Look, our, Looked kind of impressive in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry's gonna have some big moments, but he's also gonna fail you in some other moments. And just like before they had Kawhi, the Toronto Raptors and, and Kyle Lowry. I'm sorry, but I have to let you know. You you have failed your city again. And this time, it was to the young Bucks. Not the young Bucks, I'm sorry. Because the Bucks also, over the weekend, have managed to. Come on, give it to you me. You have failed this city. Yes, Giannis, you have failed your city as well. And Giannis just didn't fail his city, right? Like, Giannis was like, yeah, I would have played on one foot if they would have allowed me. Giannis just didn't fail his city. Giannis failed his city and then followed everybody. Giannis is leaving Milwaukee. Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, LA Clippers. <laughs> Do not be surprised. Also, do not leave out Houston Rockets as well as they just lost their coach. But we may talk about that not in today's show, but maybe in the next show. We're going to tell you how they lost their coach, which I thought was even a little bit more surprising. For a second, I thought I heard little footsteps. So the, Boston, so the Boston Celtics would end up eliminating the Toronto Raptors in a Game 7. In a Game 7 where... Jason Tatum looked like the young star that or the young stud that that, that that he is that they are claiming him to be. He may be that next person that they start highlighting. Like I don't see how you how you don't. Jalen Brown was doing his thing, but pff, nobody else did their thing on the court. Nobody else was more noticeable on that court than the guy with the high IQ. You may call him something differently. I like to call him high IQ. You know him better as smart. <laughs> that boy Marcus Smart. When it comes down to, like, give me Marcus, put it this way. For guys that, that kind of get categorized similarly, give me Marcus Smart over Patrick Beverly every day. Because Patrick Beverly is way more bark than bite. Marcus Smart, Mr. High IQ, oh, he'll bite. That motherfucker will bite. And when he bites, is at the right time. Like he, ain't gonna, he, like, he ain't gonna bite a shoulder before you take your clothes off. No, 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 no. He gonna bite that nipple right about, right when you getting ready to orgasm. He's smart. 
Mr. High IQ coming through in the clutch for the Boston Celtics. It's not the Boston Celtics. They'll move on and to go on and take the Miami Heat. And we're going to see the first game of that on Tuesday night. This is going to be actually something a little bit more interesting. We're probably going to talk about that matchup tomorrow. Because you have two teams meeting up that... Why not them? Why not them? We'll talk about their matchups tomorrow. The Boston Celtics wouldn't only wouldn't just be the only team to help contribute to teams failing their city. This would also happen in the LA and Houston series, where the Mr. Failed Your City segment was originated by this guy, the Mr. Failed Your City All-Star. But he wasn't the one to blame this time. In the past, I've, I've deemed him, yo, you know what, you failed your city. And then you added Chris Paul, another guy that's used to failing his city. And so you added all failed your city squared. But then they traded in an old failed your city for a younger failed your city and gave you your boy James Harden. Hopefully that will work. I mean, Russell Westbrook, hopefully you got work. And I'm telling you right now, Petty Westbrook, because he, he's getting a new name too. Petty Westbrook. Not only is he, not only is is he now one of the top front runners for Mr. Felger City, but he is also gonna be start known as the Petty King, because James Harden actually showed up this game. As as they're getting their ass whooped, James Harden actually showed up this game in an elimination game. But listen, I was right, I was right in half of these series. I was wrong in half of these series. I. I thought none. I thought none of the semifinals were gonna go past five games. If any one of them did, it was gonna be Boston, Toronto, because I was given Toronto championship pride. So they actually did that. So I was right in about seventy-five percent of these of, of these matchups. Denver, L.A. I'm sorry. I mean, L.A. Lakers, Houston went to five. Miami, <laughs> Miami's went to five. As, as they as, as they beat as, as they beat Giannis and Giannis is gonna take the KD route if you can't beat him join him. But James Harden actually showed up, thirty points, twelve for twenty shooting, six rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. But 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 you know I like big butts and I cannot lie and can't and I cannot overlook the fact that James Harden, with all that said, he gets six turnovers in there. So yes, James Harden, James Harden. You get the extended one because this was made just for you. Nobody else but you. You have your own special failed your city because again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Failed this city! You have failed this city! You have failed this city! You could have just said he was nuts. You have failed this city! Again, you have failed your city. But at least you did it with your best friend, right? Go best friend. Go best friend. Go best friend. Mr. Petty Westbrook. I, I can't... I had a lot of love for Russell Westbrook, right? And and still being a dude that... No, the second guy in history to, put, to be able to average a triple-double, right? Through his career. It's still something to be highlighted. But when I saw Russell Westbrook start going after a fan in the bubble, I'm like... Yo, who the fuck is you talking to, fam? Like, 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 just how he was responding, like, yo, who are you talking to? I'm like, yo, who the fuck is you talking to? It's nothing but family members here. There's no real fans here. Like, who the fuck is you beefing with? That's when I realized 
you know what? Russell Westbrook is as sore a loser as anybody else. Because every single year that Russell Westbrook is about to get eliminated from the playoffs, he finds somebody to go beef with in the stands. Every time he is getting a bad ass whooping, he finds somebody to go beef with in the stands. So he could possibly what, get ejected? So what, Ronald's brother's talking shit to you because you were playing like trash? You had 10 fucking points all game. 36 fucking minutes. 4 for 13 shooting. Three turnovers. B, seriously, you played like trash. And you going to get mad? That somebody's brother's like, yo, you playing like, I'm sorry. They could have said a whole lot worse. You playing like trash. Oh, you trash. And that's what you want to go back for? Yo, this was like, see, see, Russell Westbrook, you're one of the players that should have shut up and dribble. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm tired of your ass, B. Like, seriously, seriously, seriously. Like, you find every excuse going to make a, um, make a red to the, um, to the podcast. You find every single excuse to always beef with somebody. So what if he said that you was playing like trash? You were playing like trash. You understand? You know that baby that you're always rocking to sleep? You were the baby there. You got sunned again, again, again. And this time you did it with your bestie. Fuck out of here. Russell Westbrook. I'm tired of him. Like, I'm tired of his shenanigans. No, I do not want him on the Knicks. Like, I'm, if, if, if there's any Knicks fans out there, no, I do not want him on the Knicks. There's nothing you can do to convince me to want him on the Knicks. And I'm telling you, if you went to the Knicks, the Knicks would, New York fans would adore him. They would love him and his, and his pettiness and his attitude. But I don't want that shit. Fuck him, send him to Brooklyn if you're going to send him somewhere. Let them, let them be them niggas' problem. LeBron James would do a LeBron James thing. And listen, in the closeout game, we see who the true stars were. Like, we had LeBron James Harden. You know that's my that's my that's my that's my before and after that's that's my that's that's my wheel of fortune before before and after category like like Camilla Anthony Davis right you you'll get it right <laughs> but the true stars showed up LeBron James Harden showed up James Harden with thirty points LeBron James with twenty nine he he would add eleven rebounds and seven assists you know he would put up four turnovers but then you have James but then you have the who I like to call the real MVP of the season. And Anthony Davis. He's the real MVP of the season for the LA Lakers. But he would put on his his his, his petty Westbrook performance as well. 13 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Like that, like six turnovers. Like, thank God he got LeBron. Like you see why you were kept on losing in New Orleans. Because when it mattered the most, you're doing shit like this, B. But I still want L.A. to lose before we go to commercial break, right? I still want L.A. to lose in their next in their next round. But not only that, I want Anthony Davis to leave. And I want him to leave to go, like, to Portland or something. And then I want James Harden to come over to L.A. to realize that he ain't, it ain't working for him in Houston. <laughs> because then I may root for them to win a championship next year if that's the case. But also... If Melo was still in Portland with, and, and now you get Anthony Davis and 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 Damian Lillard, then I'm looking at something different. But also, we gotta figure out what's going on with Damian Lillard's knee. We going to get to a quick break. We gonna come back because we still got more to talk about during that one time in basketball camp. I can't get a I can't get a thing for that B. Like like seriously like like you slacking me a bit, bit. Give me the commercial. I want you all to remember. The change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. 
So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. We got one more commercial before we get back into basketball. No, we're going to talk about the AFC Leafs as well, too. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Austin316 said, no, <laughs> And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one only Donald Martell. If you are still listening, one, I want to thank you for still listening. But if you're listening live, that means you're listening on one of the many platforms that we have provided live for you. Whether that's on the website, mytsports.net, whether that's on Podbean Live, or you're catching me live directly on the gram, I want to thank you. Let's remember, all the re-ears, or all the archives, you can even catch on my website, again, mytsports.net, Podbean, iTunes, um, TuneIn Radio, iHeart, Listenbox, CastBox, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Facebook, Tim... Tumblr, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and more. Basically, the podcast is fucking everywhere, B. Meaning, if you ain't catching this summer, that means you ain't looking hard enough. You literally, all you gotta do is tell your smart device to play the latest episode of the M, as in Mike, YT Sports Podcast. And it will get you started on the latest episode. So guess what? If you want to call up and, you, and, and all you want to do is just hear your voice, later on when you pop back on, yo, you, you can hear yourself too, people. Well, phone lines are open. We about to get right back into it because during that, you got it ready for me this time? Because I'm not going to do it if you don't got it ready for me this time. Like, don't, don't fuck with me. Don't, don't, don't fuck with me. Okay. Get it ready. Get it ready. All right. So as we return to that, there we go. Let's move have one time on basketball camp. We actually got a game seven in the most boring matchup probably of the series. But I feel like every matchup that Denver has been in has been called the boring matchup of the of the of the playoffs. But yet he's the only one consistently going to game sevens. After being down 3-1, I don't understand we, what keeps happening with these chicken nuggets, but I guess, listen, it's less like chicken nuggets. No matter how 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 down you are or how old you get, you just really like a good, comforting chicken nugget. And these chicken nuggets, regardless of how down that they get, they refuse to go quietly into the night. And, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm talking about even when Playoff G will show up, even when Playoff G, move to my Paul George. Even when Playoff G showed up to add 33 points, not for 21 shooting, by the way, but 33 points, six rebounds, three assists, five steals, five. Listen, listen. I, there's, there's, oh, there's only one person I know that can, that can truly explain to you how many times he stole the ball, and that is my boy Book. He stole that ball. He he had five steals. Playoff P actually showed up, and they still managed to lose that game. 
I mean, Morris Twins, he did his thing, right? Patrick Beverly, he fouled out. So, he, you know, Patrick Beverly was in, was, 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 was in playoff P form. Like Patrick Beverly got more playoff P than Paul, than Paul George. <laughs> Pause. Jamal Murray and, and, and the Joker will show out once again, and they'll have a combined 55 points, 21 by Jamal Murray, 9 for 13 shooting. This is how efficient this young brother was. I don't got a nickname for Jamal Murray yet. Like, 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 I, I just think this boy is like, like, man. Jamal Murray have 21 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, no blocks, 1 turnover. And then his counterpoint, the Joker, would add 34 points. I'm 13 for 22 shooting. I'm also an efficient game, but not as efficient as 9 for 13, right? But super efficient game. 14 rebounds, 7 assists. Five turnovers, you know, a block here, still here. And all of that game seven goodness, right? All of that game, and I'm talking about it was a good game, but all of that game, game seven goodness was completely overshadowed by week one of the NFL. Welcome. To the danger zone. Danger zone. <laughs> yes, folks. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> as good as all of that was, yep. All of it was overshadowed, overshadowed by week one of NFL football. I told you it's been a while since we was on the air. And I'm talking about, we got a taste. I'm talking about a taste. We got a nice, good taste. We got a taste. I'm talking about, not a whole bottle. It might as well have been a whole bottle. But we got a taste of NFL starting on Thursday, from Thursday, as the champions, my boy Patty, I don't know if you guys see him over here chilling in the background after every victory, he likes to come and chill at the crib. But Pat, but we have Kansas City versus Houston, which basically helps, highlights two of the young stud, quarterback studs of the NFL, right? And... Watson and Mahomes. The Sean and Pat. D and P. Right? And nothing, nothing. They wouldn't disappoint. They both would, would, would throw the ball 32 times. Neither one of them would go over 300 yards. They both would get a they both would get a touchdown. They they both looked impressive. But one of them looked otherworldly. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson, 20, like, 20 for 32, 253 yards, one touchdown, one interception. With the loss of of, of, of DeAndre Hopkins, you see now um, um, of, of Fuller getting a more, getting a bigger role for the um, for the Houston Texans. I guess he's going to now, and hopefully he can stay healthy, as he's going to end up being now, looks like, going to be their number one option. He was targeted 10 times. He caught eight of those. He went over 100 yards, 112 yards, no touchdowns, no, you know what I mean? No touchdowns, anything like that. No turnovers, just just efficient, 100, 112 yards. Now we go over to Kansas City, and they and the game was the game would end 34 to 20, and to even say it was 34 to 20, they, they, the game didn't even look like it was that close because Kansas City just did whatever the fuck they wanted, and 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 they just looked explosive everywhere. Patrick Mahomes 24 for 32, three touchdowns, yes, three touchdowns, 
They would get their five foot seven running back that that rookie Clyde Edwards Hilaire is that his name? Hilaire, yeah, Hilaire. Twenty five touches, folks. Twenty five touches. You know what we talk about when you get those twenty five touches. That's that's when your team is definitely giving you. You know what I mean? Using you like, using you as a battering ram, straight blunt force trauma. Talking about blunt force trauma. Don't forget about 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 my school and my school's motto and the fact that regardless of what time of day it is or how you're feeling, there's there should always be a reason that you smoke weed every day. Because I am an alumni of the Nate Dog School of Medicine. As we talk about now, let's get back to the blunt force trauma. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire was with his 25 touches, 138 yards, and a touchdown to add to it. Now. Also to add to add to a couple of touchdowns, like I said, the individuals that Patrick Mahomes ended up finding, he found Sammy Watkins for a touchdown, he found Kelsey for a touchdown, and he also found um, Hill for a touchdown as well. Like I said, they will go on to a 34-20 to 20 victory. But now let me take you to a journey, right? Because that was Thursday. We would leave Thursday feeling really, really good about football. We would feel really, really good about some of these games because Thursday's game didn't look completely sloppy, right? Thursday's game Thursday game actually gave you hope that things may be I they 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 may they may they may come around. Like like maybe no preseason isn't such a bad thing. Maybe preseason has been overrated. Maybe this is the future to not having preseason because you know what? They looked ready. And I always thought to myself, you know what? The only people that the only people that are truly not prepared to not play preseason games are probably like people that have got acclimated to like the NFL regimen already, right? Like your veteran, like people that may be considered like veteran players. You just been already been acclimated because there's not a lot of preseason games that go on in college. Like you have like some of those like 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 just just random like opening whatever scrimmage shits or whatever, but nothing really. Like there's no preseason games. Like you go out and you start balling, so. You're not there to start balling, B. And, and that's, I mean, that's what we saw. Both quarterbacks over 200 yards, four touchdowns total in this game. We got, we got some good work, but then we move over to the AFC least. And I go to the AFC least. <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a sad place to be in. Cause this, is the, this is my former home. This is the division that, that I used to lay my head into. And nothing, nothing. Some interesting shit came out of here. Listen, AFC, AFC least is going to be the only division that we cover today. We're going to go over a couple more tomorrow, also on Wednesday. And then we're also going to have our picks on Wednesday night as well for week two. So if you're in some kind of, 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 of football pool, go ahead and, and go ahead and be prepared for the Mighty Picks live Wednesday night when we do our three-hour show. <clears throat> First up, right, was Miami... New England. Let's start there. Let's start Miami, New England first. And because I'm down, we live down here in South Florida, right? So there's there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of interest in what Miami does, and and I didn't like how they. I and, and I shouldn't say I didn't like. They had a really good draft. <laughs> outside of their outside of their outside of their first round pick, they had a really good draft. 
I know what you people are saying. Wait, the first round pick was the quarterback. Yeah, I don't think Tua got a tongue twister is going to be really that good. But that's me. I also don't think Kyler should have played baseball. Murray's going to be that good. But Kyler should have played baseball. Murray's currently showing me wrong. It's okay though. If he if he shows me if he if he proves me wrong that he that he belongs in this league and he still proves me right that he still should have went go and played baseball. Listen, I put myself in win-win win-win scenarios. That's what successful people do. <laughs> but Miami would take on Miami would go ahead and take on New England, and I could, I don't even remember who had home court advantage to be on or home field advantage. But I almost forgot to be honest with you. I almost forgot that Jameis Winston Senior was still the quarterback for Miami. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick, in case you're wondering. But I forgot that he was still the quarterback for for the um for the Miami Dolphins and in. Fitz magic fashion. Try saying that three times fast, right? In Fitz magic fashion, he would have a decent passing percentage, twenty for thirty. That's a sixty-six percent. That's not bad. But then, this is where the magic happens. Three interceptions, no touchdowns. Yep, I'll say it again. Three interceptions, no touchdowns. Well, on the other side, what's going on the good bad? Well, on the other side, we got to see, and, and I'm glad I'm, I'm out of this division now so I can I can say this and not have so much. <laughs> oh, man. We, we, I didn't even get to Dallas. I don't even know if I'm going to get to Dallas um, in, in this podcast. That may, that may, that may be either, either tomorrow or Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, they date, but Dallas definitely, definitely, definitely. They blew it in that. Like, let's just call it what it is. They blew that game. But you know who didn't blow their game and didn't blow their home opener? New England didn't. As we got to see the debut of Cam. Oh, Cam. Motherfucking Superman Newton. <laughs> Like, talking about, like, loosen up the blazer. I'm sorry, taking off the blazer, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth, Superman is alive. Cam Newton came out and looked efficient. Looked highly efficient. 15 for 19 passing in the Bill Belichick system. Who would have thought that a quarterback could look good in a Bill Belichick system? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lanta. I can't believe it. 155 yards. No passing touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Just looked efficient. You know what he did do, though? He led his team in rushing as well. He led his team in rushing. As, listen, as there's going to be a pattern of the quarterbacks, that one that I'm going to talk about coming up next, because not only did they have good passing days, they also managed to lead their team in rushing as well. And Cam Newton did that as well. 15 rushes, 75 yards, two touchdowns, on the ground for New, for New England, they'll also get to, they'll also get Michelle in there for a touchdown. But he will get two touchdowns, and I will score some fantasy points. I will score some fat. Yo, yo, can I get the, can I get the fantasy draw? Can I get the fantasy draw? Can I get the fantasy draw? I will get some fantasy points to make sure that I go on to win week one of my fantasy. Yes, 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 yes. That's all that really mattered to me. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm watching. But listen, not for nothing. And everybody knows is that that's in my fan that that's in my league. That if I hadn't left the the AFC least, there's no way I'm picking Cam. I'm drafting Cam Newton because I can't draft New England players. I can't draft New England players. Like somebody else would have gotten him. 
But no, I, w- I was lucky enough because that I left the NFC, I left the AFC least. That I am, I was able to now be able to get a stud like Cam Newton to to, to team up with my other quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Say it. When shit is good, shit is good. I'm coming for that belt. That shit is mine. So New England will win their first game. Cam Newton will look will look as impressive as any quarterback has ever looked in a Bill Belichick system. They will win that game 21 to 11, and that game really wasn't even that close to be honest with you. As a lot of game, these games weren't that close. Another game that wasn't as close as it seemed, and and this is another game that had a 10 point differential. What a Buffalo Bills versus the sorry ass Jets. And yes, the Jets are sorry. Like, like I said, I can, I can officially say it now. The Jets are sorry. They, 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 haven't, they, they haven't had a winning system or culture or an environment since the days of Rex Ryan. Like, and even with Rex Ryan at the helm, that was, a, that was an environment that was always to be seen as a little volatile at times. But what's going on now with the Jets is just pathetic. They just look putrid. Like, I don't even know if they should be a professional team. Because to be honest with you, like, all of the other whack-ass teams in the league, I still think could beat the Jets. The Cleveland Browns, they look pathetic. But then the Cleveland Browns waxed the Jets last year. You know what I mean? So, like, like, like the Jets are just, are, are just ruling, are just looking to get a, number, a, a high pick again this year. As they would take on the Buffalo Bills, right? And I have nothing I have nothing to say about any Jets player um, in this, in, in this matchup. If you're a Jets fan, okay, and let me wrap, let me wrap with Jets fans for a while because I I know I'm not fully detached from from Jets Nation, right? You are coming into this game hoping, wishing, looking for your quarterback to look better. You are coming into this season hoping, wishing, looking for your quarterback to look better because even though you looked at the schedule and you thought to yourself, "Damn, we're gonna take a lot of L's," you were like, "You know what? But if the quarterback could look better, maybe." This wouldn't be an internal L. You were looking for the beauty inside, as the beauty outside looked like shit. I'm talking about straight butterface. Actually, I don't even call you a butterface because the body don't even look good. <laughs> he didn't look good. The Jets quarterback didn't look good. Did still look and look still looked still looked bad. Still looked confused. Still had you still don't know. And this is what's gonna end up being a Jets problem at the end of this year. You still don't know if the quarterback is bad or if the coach is bad. But I can guarantee you, you know for a fact the coach is bad. Like, fuck the gays. Like, you know for a fact the coach is bad. But you're gonna leave this season trying to figure out which one it truly is. And you're gonna waste the whole entire season on your quarterback that you thought was going to be that dude. And now what's going to happen if you end up getting that number one pick again? Do you stop going? Do you go ahead and, and draft that quarterback out of Clemson? You know what I mean, Mr. Sunshine? Or do you go ahead and trade out of that spot to go get something else? Or to get a bunch of other assets? Or do you just pick somebody else with that, with that number one pick? See, the, the kind of dilemmas that you leave yourself into when you suck. But you know who didn't suck? Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills came trotting into town like 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 like, like they had Bob Marley in, 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 in their in their head. Like they just came, they came through like Buffalo soldiers. You know what I mean? Like like Buffalo Mafia came and once again, like you see Josh Allen 
pull off some Cam Newton type shit. Now, he wasn't that efficient of 15 for 19, but he was 33 for 46, 312 yards, two touchdowns. And that's in the air. He would also run that ball. Let's see, also, like I said, he did some Cam Newton shit, right? He would also lead his team in rushing as well. 14 touches, or 14 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown to boot. Could have damn near played in Canada to boot. Right? I think I think he would get them. I think he got a double touchdown out to, to, to what did he get that double touchdown to? Fuck, I forgot, I forgot his name. But you would see at least the Buffalo Bills doing what the New York Jets should be doing. And that is getting their quarterback help. Not was it Zach Moss? Hmm, could have been Zach Moss. <laughs> I'm going to take it from the Buffalo fan in the room. It was Zach Moss. Listen, my Buffalo fans, I appreciate it, Brew Crew Lou. I said you're working right now. You ain't not able to call it, but I appreciate your input on the podcast. So we always much appreciate it, much blast. Congratulations once again. Um, so he was, he was 14, 14 attempts, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So like I said, it came new in fashion, but... but We've known this about Josh Allen. They said Josh Allen has been a dual threat, able to pass and able to win. That's the reason why Buffalo picked him with such raw talent. Because listen, he's like, hey, we're gonna like we understand that you ODB in this shit right now, but we're gonna try to groom you into a ghost face killer. We know you like we know you raw, but we we gonna try to help you be be incarcerated score faces. You know what I mean? I'm flipping, but you know, bulletproof wallets. <laughs> So Buffalo will, will completely tra- um, like trample over the New York Jets. 27-17. Josh Allen looked impressive. Defense looked impressive. Um, even even their even their 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 new their new weapon, um, Stephon Diggs. He would he would even manage to come out of there with with what um, eight eight receptions on nine targets and 86 yards, no touchdowns. And sorry, it wasn't Zach Moss. It was John Brown that got out of a touchdown. It was John Brown, not Zach Moss. That's what it was. That's what I had written down there. John something. <laughs> and 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 that's what I said. And and I see what you're saying. No 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 no. It was just just to help you out. Um, Josh Allen scored a touchdown by with, with his feet. Um, also had two touchdowns pass it. He passed one to Brown. Oh, Zach Moss. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I didn't see I didn't see Zach Moss all the way down there. He was all the way at the bottom. Three catches, 16 yards. You're definitely right. Definitely right. Definitely right. Definitely right. Definitely right. It was both of them. Brown and Moss. But the the Buffalo Bills are doing what the New York Jets want to do and what they're supposed to be doing with their quarterback. Um after after identifying his talent and what and what he's good at and what he's not good at, start developing him. Start finding him weapons that he can, and, and start utilizing those weapons. New York Jets are getting weapons, and because of the gaze, they're not utilizing these. They're, they're, they're using these weapons improperly. And I, and and I, I don't know how long the Jets are going to keep allowing Adam Gaze to be their head coach. But as long as Adam Gaze is the head coach of the New York Jets, it is a one hundred percent foregone conclusion. That Sam Donald is gonna fail as a quarterback. While Josh Allen is gonna flourish. You're gonna see Tua got a tongue twister 
flourish for two years before getting injured. And you're going to find, and then we're going to see New England find a new quarterback to plug into their system and flourish. And the New York Jets are just going to suck, suck, suck. But you know who, don't, who doesn't suck? You know who doesn't suck? Mr. Unlimited. And in case you don't know who Mr. Unlimited is, that is your boy Russell Wilson. Right as we get to the last, we're going to come into the last leg of the show. Russell Westbrook, or the Seattle Seahawks, would take on the Atlanta Falcons. And I, and I wanted to leave here because for anybody that's missing this show for the last two, maybe three years, you've heard me say this for a couple of times, for a while now, that I never understood why, why Cam Newton's name always came up as possibly losing his job after losses. And Matt Ryan's didn't. When they have very similar resumes of success and of how high they've reached up to the NFL mountain. They've both made it to a Super Bowl. They've both been embarrassed in the Super Bowl. But the one thing that Cam Newton has never had, that Matt Ryan has always had, and that is a Hall of Fame wide receiver to pass the ball to. And sometimes two Hall of Fame wide receivers to pass the ball to. What's going on, Spy? So every time for the last couple of years, and they've talked about Cam Newton losing their job. I have come back and said, I don't want to hear about Cam Newton losing a job unless you put Matt Ryan in that same category. Because even when Matt Ryan has enough players on his team that he can get 157 yards to Julio Jones, 130 yards to Calvin, Ra to, to, to Calvin Ridley, Ridley? Ridley, and 114 yards to Russell Gage, Matt Ryan always manages to keep coming up short. Like, listen, if there was anybody in this world that I ever had to deem with the... You got it ready? You got it ready for me? Let's go ahead and get it. Fail this city! You have failed this city! You have failed this city! You could have just said he was nuts. You have failed this city! He has been the number one guy to consistently fail his city. And he has had Hall of Fame talent around him consistently. Consistently. Outside of Philip Rivers, I can't think of a quarterback that has been blessed with more talent around him to come up to come up short. I can't think of anybody other than Philip Rivers. And even Phil Rivers, I don't think has had this much Hall, um, Hall of Fame talent on offense around. Actually, he may have. But outside of Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers like the only other guy to have this much talent around him and just keep on coming up. Sure, Cam Newton didn't have this. And Cam Newton was doing exactly what, Phillip, uh, what Matt Ryan was doing every single year without any talent. But now he's in New England. And 
You see what he's doing with just a better coach. And even when Matt Ryan is passing for, how many fucking yards was that? 450 yards. It's still not enough to take down the steady arm of Russell Wilson. Now we talked about a couple of quarterbacks and some of their and some and, and how efficient some of them, some of them were. We saw Patrick Mahomes twenty four for thirty two. That's thirty two passes only missing only missing eight um eight targets. We saw Cam Newton fifteen for nineteen. Fifteen for nineteen. Good lord, that's impressive. Listen, even thirty three for forty six isn't bad. Cause if you break that down, that's like what that's like what sixteen for twenty three, right? You want to break it down to lower numbers? That's, that's not that's not horrible. When you go thirty one for thirty five, when you go thirty one for thirty five, I, I I guess there's a reason why you came out during the off season and was like, call me Mister Unlimited. <laughs> thirty one for thirty. Five for the boy Russell Wilson. Not only that, because not too many people put up this many touchdowns this this week. And we're going to get to the rest of them. <laughs> no, that other bad man later on in this week. Four touchdowns for Russell Wilson. No interceptions. And like his predecessors, in case you didn't understand what I was trying to say a little bit earlier, like his predecessors, Josh Allen and Cam Newton, Russell Wilson will also lead his team in rushing. Three carries, 29 yards. That's all it took. 29 yards to lead his team in rushing. It was 57 by Josh Allen, 75 for Cam Newton. It only required 29 for Russell Wilson. Carlos Hyde would also run it for a touchdown as well. But he, he would get that ball to everybody. He would get that ball to DK Metcalf. Listen, four touchdowns. Four receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown, fantasy points. Thank you. Chris Carson will get two touchdowns. Greg Olson will get a touchdown. You know what I mean? Greg Olson, you know what I mean? Just a reliable tight end. He's coming here, you know what I mean? Picking up his lunch pill, like, as they like to say, just putting in work. So Seattle will go ahead and end easily. This is another game that even though... The score was 38 to 25. Like, Atlanta had to put up 13 points in the fourth quarter just to make it look this good. Okay? Now, let's remember that. Atlanta had to score 13 points. So, erase those 13. You understand? Now, now imagine if it was 13 to 38 12. Yeah, that, that's that's a little bit more how this. Oh, that's, you know what? Let's give, let's give him a little bit of credit. Let's give him a little bit of credit. 38 19. That's what, that what, that's what this game was. This game wasn't as close as 25 38. It was it. It was a blowout. As Matt Ryan again just keeps coming up short. And and and. How many more weapons does Matt Ryan need to have to be successful? Because he now has, Todd Gurley. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. And I could have swore he had a badass tight end, but maybe not. Maybe they've lost that tight end officially. But how many more players throughout Matt Ryan's? career does he need to have that are even first round picks, number one picks, Hall of Famers, whatever they are to be successful. Because right now Matt Ryan isn't being judged the same way other quarterbacks are being judged in the NFL. 
Like, for some reason, he is not being judged the same way. Because Matt Ryan should be getting a whole lot of shit put on him for not winning an NBA championship at this point of his career. But you know what? I feel like Phillip Rivers also got a pass his whole entire career as well. I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know what? I'm not going to figure this out in the next five minutes. And I don't think we're going to figure that out today. So you know what? I want you to stay tuned. The Mighty Sports Podcast will be back tomorrow at 12.07 p.m. Wednesday at 8.07 p.m. Thursday at 8 at 12.07 p.m. Friday at 12.07 p.m. I see you getting the point. Now, we probably won't be around next Monday. Next Monday, we got a doctor's appointment, so we got to go out. We got to go out to the VA. We'll see what happens. I may do. I may do a phantom recording from the car as I drive. We'll see, though. We got to see how that works out. But no more dilly dally. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I do appreciate everybody taking the time out to listen, whether you're listening to me live or you're listening to the re air. It's always appreciated. Just remember these times and these days. I want to consistently remind you: let the optimism of tomorrow be the foundation for today. Remember, we are the new NWA. In case you don't understand what that says, we are niggas with assets. <laughs> we coming for you, B. <laughs> this is my sports podcast, and I am out this meow. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gathers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New. Improved my tea podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports.